Good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. If this is your first time listening, thanks for coming. The 805 Conversations podcast is produced every other week. Please subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming shows. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. And thanks to my podcasting partner and co-host, Patrick, from Polestring Press for this great studio. Good morning, Patrick. Uh, good morning, Mark. You know, Patrick, we have two guests today. Yes. Um, we, um, as our listener knows, are big fans of um, Kathy Feldman's work at the Spirit of Entrepreneurship. And uh, we uh, thought it would be fantastic to interview all of the winners uh, from this year's uh, event. And so we, we have two with us today. We have uh, Zidania uh, Giratuva, and I know I messed that name up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I, and I asked you ahead of time, uh, who is with the co-founder of Z Folio Gallery and Solvang Olive Press and Flavors, and uh, Narasha Rodriguez. I only know you as Narasha. I just like Narasha uh, from the Food Liaison in Carpinteria. Ladies, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for us. This is uh, fantastic. I'm so uh, my wife Kimberly won this award. Uh, there's I don't know how, I forget how many categories. There's a dozen. Um, so Z, what category were you in? I was in the category of retail. In retail mm-hmm. in Russia. Uh, hospitality. Hospitality. And so let's go back to filling out the form, the the application form because it's rather unique, isn't mm-hmm. it? And. Mm-hmm. Last year, it was all online, which made it a lot easier, but um, uh, we get nominated, and it's an honor to be nominated. Uh, I was actually nominated for three years in a row, and you really take a look at your business, and each each year on the third year, I was, I really, being nominated the first year, I really pushed myself to be a better Mm -hmm. entrepreneur when you're getting these questions. You know, what are you doing for the community or what? how are you giving back? And it's really the spirit of entrepreneurship gave me that force. And initially, just being nominated, I each year I did push myself better. And so, yeah. Same experience here. Um, having the questions and having to answer them in writing uh, forces one to clarify mm-hmm. um, their answers to the, the some of the most important questions. Why are you doing what you're doing? And... Uh, how are you? What are your challenges? And what are your what's what's satisfying and, and questions like that? I, I remember how thoughtful it was because uh, Kimberly and I were at the TED conference mm-hmm. when it was I think it was due that day. We had put it off and put it off. And it was like, we have to get this done. Yeah. And we spent three hours on mm-hmm. it, you know, talking at length mm-hmm. about it. And then the other piece that's interesting so that people who know, they can go to the Spirit of Entrepreneurship website if you want to nominate a, a woman in your community, um, is that the judging is all done by people out of town. Mm-hmm. So there's no right. notion that someone knows you mm-hmm. and you no. get in. Has right. been to Food Liaison. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. exactly. So uh, where someone who knows you nominates you, mm-hmm. that's how that works, but then you have to step up. Yeah. So congratulations. Thank you. Right, Thank you. I think this is, uh, it's a big deal. And, and we celebrate entrepreneurs on the show regardless of gender, but we also know that it's it's tough, right? Yes. Um, what do you think has been the biggest surprise for you, Narasha? And uh, you started mm-hmm. the food liaison, uh, which just tell us a, tell us about yeah, it. Then, I wanna, because, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So our model is is really unique. Um, there's three aspects. We have the catering, which is really our foundation. We're mainly a corporate caterer, but we do private events. Um, and then we have the lunch counter, which just allows the public to come in for a brief amount of time, um, uh, utilizing local produce and farmers. Um, and then we educate uh, through cooking classes, and that's really a way to give back. In a sense, we don't really make any, we don't make any money on the cooking classes because we put so much time and effort into that night, and we make it really exceptionally special. Um, formal di- dinner setting. That's where I bring in the farmers to talk about their product. That's where we bring in farm baskets to give to the community so they understand like 
how you can make things from scratch and share the story of the food. We all come together and sit down at the end of the night um, and strangers become uh, long-term friends out of these. And that's something I never anticipated. Um, I just wanted to share the food and the love, my love for food but now I'm connecting strangers together and people are becoming great friends out of these classes and that's awesome, yeah. Your um, facility and Carpinteria is, um, when I first saw it, because I, I think I went by right when you had opened, it was, um, it was very, very designed for the classes. It's designed for production because you, you know, it's a catering kitchen, it's yes. a working kitchen. Yes. Uh, and then you, you do the lunch and you have that front business. but. Because I do cooking, I mm-hmm. was for a while doing yeah. cooking classes, and so I instantly tuned into that. Yeah. Um, so my husband actually designed the entire space with my with you know together a discussion, but he's very design oriented and efficient. He's very um, organized, and so uh, we feed up to four thousand people a day on on a slow day. It's about seven hundred Monday through Friday. Um, we have accounts, we partnered with uh, accounts like LinkedIn, uh, Procore, Appfolio, um, Trade Desk, very large scale of production. Okay. So we have to be very efficient. Okay, hold on. Yes. So I, I, our listener knows I was a chef until I was 30 and then got into software. So I've worked in some big kitchens. Yes. I never had to do 4,000 meals a day. <laughs> and your kitchen's only a little bigger than this studio. Uh, we actually expanded uh, uh, a year and a half ago, yes. So we're, we are over 5,000 square feet now. Um, and okay. we were we started at only 1,400. Right, I, okay. And within three months, we were like sardines in a can, and we it was crazy. It was insane. So we had to move into the next space over. And we have plans to expand more. <laughs> We had we had to we had to grow because <laughs> our food was so well, good. Just rough. It's just just so t- tough. Well, to we, to, our success was so big. <laughs> we you know I'm very fortunate, but we almost looked at the the space next to us, which was a 2,600 square feet. But starting out, your yeah, oh, the rent no, in Santa Barbara, you, no, all no. the to, you know all the the taxes, everything, it's scary. And so we knew we could always grow. And we're in a shopping center. When you come by, you're like, what is this? I don't get it. But <laughs> right, then you come right. in, and it's a totally different Completely experience. Different. It's, it's, like, it's so nice to hear the, the, the you say that. Yeah. Because, because when my wife took, no, took us there for the first time, I was like. It's like, what are they thinking? You literally, and uh, this is this is maybe a, an accolade to you. There's a Taco Bell two doors yeah, down. No, they almost yeah. put a 7-Eleven in our expanded space. Oh. And thank God. We, it would have killed us. No, it would have been great. <laughs> Nobody's going to get a rolled hot dog and then come to you. That's <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, we're it's a different. I need to, yeah, I'll invite you over for lunch, um, both of you. But you need Thank to see you. it. It's. Uh, I don't know what Z. I don't know enough about Z Folio either. I need yeah, to know. Yeah, so I, I just want to finish on. I just oh, uh, one quick little thing. I was I went. It was about a year ago, and I walked over to our Vons, and you were setting up a uh, a dinner. It was a book signing dinner. Oh yeah. In it was beautiful. This, was I mean, it was in the open space at so the Montecito magical. Country Mart. Yeah. You would not imagine that that would be a great place for a dinner. But here's the thing, because I, I pay attention to the detail, yeah. as I know you do, that these long tables were, were set up with uh, one continuous mm-hmm. centerpiece that went to the whole thing. But everything in the centerpiece you could eat. Yes. You, I was like, what is It was this? a magical night for sure. Oh, my goodness. Yes. So congratulate. I mean, it's because you pay attention to how it looks, not just how it tastes. I tastes. have an eye for, I can sh- I can tell you where there's a scratch on this wall. You know, like I pay attention to everything. And I'm really blessed for that. I, I am a self-taught chef. I just can taste something and then create it. Or I can say, hey, this needs something or um, but it's hard as the owner because I am a very hands-on owner because of my attention to detail. So it's a little batty because I can't make sure everything's perfect all the time. And that's well, one of my... you're doing my, a pretty good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Z, tell us about Z Folio and uh, the olive press and flavors. And, and, and we were, before the show, you said it's olive press and flavors. Tell me about the flavors part of that. Let's start there. <laughs> Those are actually three retail businesses, three oh. stores. Z for, uh, let's say four. Z for Leo has two galleries. 
one in Solvang and the second on Canarero in Monterrey. Oh. The Solvang Gallery started, <coughs> excuse me, uh, 12 years ago. The Canarero Gallery was founded nine years ago. And then a year and a half, uh, my husband, Michael Mendiza, and I um, started uh, Solvang Olive Press, just around the corner from the gallery in Solvang. And this year, we launched Solvang Flavors. And mm. Solvang Flavors is a gelateria and a cafe. Oh. <laughs> I know, that's a lot. No, you're hitting, you're hitting like olive oil art and gelato? <laughs> Come on. That's well, like Disneyland. Well, we have a little child, so we need uh, a great place for her to have gelato. Right? How kidding. old is she? Just kidding. She's four. Oh, great. But uh, basically, the, the theme here is uh, well-being and beauty and health and, and fun and happiness. Those are the unifying um, words. That's a good place to start from. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And... Um, on the gallery, are they all local artists? We represent about 100 artists, and we specialize in art jewelry, art glass, and photography. Mm. Um, the jewelry is from all around the world. Um, the glass is uh, half Czech and half American, mm. and oh. the photography is my, is my husband's work. Um, oh. The glass um, was the initial the initial medium, um, you might be familiar with Bohemian glass, Czech glass. Sure. Czechs have been making glass for 700 years because of the um, natural conditions that exist in the country. Yeah. Glass making um, has deep roots there. And um, I came to Santa Barbara 17 years ago to uh, take classes at Santa Barbara City College. <laughs> and I did that for a couple of years as an international student. And then it was time to do something else. <laughs> so we decided to um, create a business um, bringing the Czech glass into the United States and uh, presenting it to um, collectors and people who appreciate its beauty. Are you one of the few places where people can get Czech glass? We are the only place in the United States <laughs> where you can get the, the kind of glass that, that we have. And uh, me being Czech, we go um, back once a year. We meet with the artists. It's a nice excuse to turn a family <laughs> visit to a business trip. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, and what do you think it was in your application that got the attention of the judges for the SOE award? I'm thinking the focus on uh, the underlying focus on the basics, basic values, which I just mentioned a few minutes ago. Mm. Um, and also, you know, it's, uh, my journey has been um, interesting from an international student to here today. Um, it's been a City College is um, a shout out to our, our friends there. Um, uh, Corolla. Smith has been running that international program for mm -hmm. many, many, many years, mm -hmm. and has done a really incredible job of going to Europe and, and figuring out ways to build relationships mm -hmm. uh, with the countries. Like right. she does, Patrick, she does this thing where she goes and she figures out how to figure out the financial bit. Oh, sure, yeah. Right? Right, because international students don't qualify for, automatically qualify for right. financial aid from, exactly. from any providers here. Exactly. So you have to be able to pay the full yes. ticket. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And so she's figured out how to do that. That's great. Mm -hmm. and, and that's why there's such a strong presence mm -hmm. here, mm -hmm. um, which ironically, uh, the community rails against at times and said it should uh, be just for locals and I was like oh no 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 we want no. these other voices I'm, in I mean I mean this is this is me project I taught up at city college for mm -hmm. a while but like Im imagine the concept of taking students who have had very isolated experiences in the world and putting them side by side studying with people from the Czech Republic mm -hmm. or from any number of other places I mean well even food liaison has this too where there's this like you're exposing people to to things that they need to be exposed yeah. to in this community in order for us to feel like we're we have a, a, a vibrant cultural yes. community. Yeah, you can't, absolutely. we can't just do, you know, the exact same thing we've been doing for 50 years or 100 years or whatever. We have to bring these voices. Or 700 in. years. Or 700 yeah. years. And I think Santa Barbara, I call it like this snow globe. It's sure. like a little huh. bubble of Santa Barbara culture. Mm -hmm. Right. It's not that great. I mean, I'm sorry. There's so many galleries that are great, but you have to find them and seek them right. out. Right. And, and, and the, the music scene is kind of the same stuff over and over. Well, this the is, this food, there, there's mm -hmm. so many restaurants, mm -hmm. but, but 
where are the good ones? <laughs> well, I, this is um, yeah. um, America is suffering, I think, from this. And this again is my own opinion, but like this, this America suffers from this kind of like this clustering of not seeking out and not being comfortable with change, yeah. not being comfortable with with new ideas coming into it. And so you go from small town to small town, and you're just experiencing the exact same thing yes. in all these small yes. towns. Uh, and what and I think as a traveler, uh, when I travel, I'm always seeking out. This I'm looking for an authentic, yep. strange, mm-hmm. unique yes. uh, experience, uh, either in Carpinteria or Solvang, where mm-hmm. it's like I want to find. What? Wait, you guys do gelato here? Mm-hmm. What, what is mm-hmm. that? Or she you, makes it from scratch too. That's, <laughs> that's, that's nuts. We were we 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 end up watching a lot of uh, the Netflix food shows, mm-hmm. and watching <coughs> the the Italian gelato style, mm-hmm. and then and then and then we we were talking to McConnell's trying to figure out like what is what is the difference between and maybe you could answer this for me the difference between ice cream and gelato and and why why you're not an ice cream place you're a gelato place. Mm, basically, gelato is Italian ice cream. <clears throat> um, the difference is gelato has less sugar, mm-hmm. less fat, and less air. Mm, less air. Right. Yeah, yeah. And the result is more creamy and more cl- flavorful. Yeah, yeah. How many flavors do you guys usually offer? We have 13 flavors. We are limited <laughs> by how many slots are in our, in our display oh. case, which is good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't want to go too crazy. Yeah. And we have the classic flavors, you know, the tiramisu, the pistachio, the hazelnut, and so on. But we also get to play with... Uh, flavors um, using our balsamics and our olive oils. Because you have um, access to yes, this. Yes, yes, yes. We can adapt any recipe to to have um, something like um, lemongrass mint gelato. Yeah? yeah. Oh, oh, I want some of that right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, tell me about olive oils. Tell me how that business started. We have a gallery in, uh, in Monterey on Canary Row, as I said, and uh, there's an olive oil boutique across the street from us. Mm-hmm. And uh, we used to buy their products for family for a number of years. And uh, we learned uh, what the model is. And uh, when um, a great space opened in Solvang, we knew we had to try to see if we could make it work. And it worked beautifully from day one. Now, there's, there's a lot of olives in Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. So do you source locally or...? No, we um, have an exclusive supplier relationship with our supplier. Um, California produces less than 1% of the world's olive oil. And uh, our supplier... Less than 1%. Less than 1% California, yes. We're busy with the wine. <laughs> yeah, we are. Yeah, <laughs> and we are. And, and, yeah. and, and avocados and right. limes. Yeah, lemons. Yes, exactly. and walnuts. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yes. So our supplier is... The reason we... Um, we have a relationship with them is that they are as particular about quality mm. as we are mm. um, and they um, work with uh, with growers and farmers in the Mediterranean mm. and also in the southern hemisphere Chile, Australia and New Zealand these two parts of the world are six months apart as far as growing seasons go so oh. we always have a fresh supply of olive oil. Help me understand something um, so olives and, and this is complete ignorance on my part. Um, the way I understand it is olives are cured with lye. Is that correct or not correct? Or used to be cured in lye? Oh, I don't You I just got the it. best looks from these, <laughs> from oh my these gosh. two, so two I experts. Need our, I, I need our research crack research it. stuff. No, I think you're right. You're, really? I think you're right. I yeah. don't know if they still do that. And I think uh, there's probably different ways to cure them, but I know there is. But um, uh, I... Uh, moving to California from Kentucky, mm-hmm. all these olive trees, and I was like thinking, oh, we could just pick them and, yeah, and no. I love them. Oh, yeah. No, most of them are poisonous. Exactly. Um, right. But uh, but I researched it, and that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's 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 where I was going yeah. because we were just my wife and I were just uh, exiting a friend's house two days ago, mm-hmm. and we have to go under this olive tree, right. and there's olives yeah. everywhere. Right. And I said, don't eat them. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's so because they look so like oh there's an olive yeah. I can eat it it's poisonous and I have to put it in this other poisonous Wait, thing uh-huh. to make it to where it's yeah. not poisonous I'm, d- this well is, two negatives make a positive yeah. oh yeah. we'll see now there you go thank you and we'll have we'll have that in yeah. the show notes um, <laughs> wait you you dropped a Kentucky you're from I am from I'm from the heart of the Appalachian Mountains eastern Kentucky um, beautiful, beautiful place. Gorgeous, gorgeous. So Pike County, um, Pike County. which is the easternmost county. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Hatfield and McCoy feud, but that oh, sure. is the city that they were tried in. No kidding. Um, yeah, I grew up in a trailer. Where, where, from, do, you, where do you, you land? You grew up in a trailer. Hold on, hold on. Wait, I want to know which, which side she lands on, but that's fine. <laughs> 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 
Um, I was actually born in Florida, but my dad was born in Kentucky, and I my dad raised me. Um, very tough childhood. So Cole, we moved. Cole family. Um, my grandfather. Yeah. yeah. Um, my my gra- grandfather worked in the. He he had black lung. Sure. Um, my great grandfather was a, a coal worker. Um, uh, he built his house where I across the street from where I grew up. Um, with his hands, um, it it was definitely um, hard. Uh, I lived on the opposite side of the tracks. Um, my dad also had. Um, I raised my dad basically. Oh, yeah. He had some uh, alcohol problems, um, but uh, getting out of Kentucky, I needed to come to California to to kind of leave all that. Was that a dream? Did you did you and I? This will, I would also like to know from Z too. Like, how did California exist before right. you got? Right. It? Yeah. What was your perception of it? Yeah, that's and then, yeah. So I w- I went to um, the University of Kentucky uh, for my undergrad and uh, left Pike County the day I graduated high school. <laughs> Um, there are some great people there. It's yeah, amazing. Sure. Sure. It's Shout amazing, out. amazing. Um, and they all, it's crazy. They all support of where I am now. But it was very hard for me um, growing up with a father um, in a small town with addiction problems. Sure. You were known. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, I got, I was a, an, an executive assistant for someone who um, let me travel. Um, uh, I did trade shows with them. It was a large communication uh, company. So California, we did a lot of trade shows, like uh, the CES, uh, sure. the Consumer Electronics Show. Yep. Um, I And he took me to Santa Barbara, and I was like, this is it. I am, <laughs> I'm getting off the train. I'm going to Brooks done. Institute. I don't know yeah. how to you hold the camera. Brooks? I did. I, You're I, a Brookie? I, am a, I have a photojournalism uh, degree. And so that, that translates into yeah, three so, sure. I well, think so. I do uh, most of the, um, all the Instagram and all the social media. Um, it's composition is really I'm, I can really see things, but I'm much a, like painting a plate. Yeah, I'm a better chef than photographer, though. So <laughs> that sense. it's good to know that. Yeah. It's good to know that the distinction. See, what about California for you? How did it? What did it look like to you in your mind before you got here? Um, I um, saw California as an open-minded mm. um, uh, part of the world, and yeah, that's what attracted sure. me to it. I actually came to Santa Barbara via Ojai and the Krishnamurti Foundation of America. Mm. Uh. Yeah, Ojai will do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always, that, that's the old joke. I from, moved from Portland, and, and uh, you should never visit Portland in like August and September. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful, and then you'll, you'll stay, and then you're like, where did, where did the beauty go? It yeah. turned gray. So it's a, it's a, yeah. it's, and Ojai is kind of, I don't, I'm not saying that Ojai tricks anyone, but uh, Ojai is a magic place. It is. Yes. And, and, it's, and you, you get this feeling while you're there of like, oh, any, this is just so nice. I don't, mm-hmm. there's no, anything could happen here. Yeah. It's so pleasant. It's interesting mm-hmm. how we've all landed in Santa Barbara mm-hmm. uh, in these creative, you know, right. my field is all about mm-hmm. creativity. As, as Patrick, as an art professor, creativity and, and thinking of all the things we do are around creating. What's been, Z, what's been the biggest surprise for you in, you know, you came as a student and then decided to do a business and now you have four businesses mm-hmm. and someone who's done four will do six. I'm just warning you. <laughs> I, I, I just, I know I'm a serial entrepreneur. You are as well. Mm-hmm. What's been the biggest surprise for you in that? Gosh, um, I want to give you a good answer. Um, <laughs> perhaps, um, perhaps, um, Looking back, um, I could uh, say that it's been uh, such an enormously wonderful learning experience about myself. Uh, oh. Because you encounter, you encounter all kinds of situations, all kinds of challenges, all kinds of people, uh, such a huge variety. Not every day is the same. There are no two days the same. How so many employees do you have across all of the different about entities? 17 right now. Wow. Um, Numbers, logistics, um, international discussions. Yeah. Yeah. Ship just it's shipping. Just, you must. You must. Just, shipping, yeah. just <laughs> reconciling the constant, the constant idea of how to get one thing from you know across your your world. Your yes. Things are yeah. s- traveling the entire world yes. to get to you. Yes. Then it gets easier in time. Yeah. Sure, sure. Once your goods get stuck in customs for weeks at a time, <laughs> you, you learn. You learn <laughs> to prevent it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, eighty-five percent 
someone will fact check this for me, I'm sure, but 85% of the businesses uh, in the region are small businesses, mm -hmm. and a huge percentage are owned by women. Uh, and there, we're solopreneurs, but we, we do this with teams of mm -hmm. people. And we kind of come in through one door, through that thing that we're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And then we find out there's 38 other things yes. we right. have to be right. good at, right? Yeah. Exactly. So tell me, Narasha, what's your continuing education strategy? For myself? Yeah. Because yeah. you obviously you don't know it all. No. And so you need to learn. Yes. So is it is it reading? Is it podcasts? Is it classes? Is it it's, you know, OJT, on-the-job training is a part of it, but sometimes we need a little more. Well, I'm, I'm con I, I was never, a, like, a born leader, and having, um, like, 30 employees, you have to be a leader. Sure. Um, and <laughs> yeah, whether you <laughs> want to be and, or not. And I'm a mother, a mother. Oh. And so um, uh, now that we're in, like, year five, it's, 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 learning to really lead is what I'm constantly trying to do better. Um, as far as the food side, I'm always, you know, eating out. I'm always sure. getting tours of kitchens. I'm always watching. Favorite thing. Yeah. Favorite thing. Oh my gosh. I travel to eat, but, yep. um, but really the leadership is really what comes, comes down to the rock of a kitchen. Um, it's, it's impossible to, to, it's not impossible we're doing it, but it's really a hard industry to be in. When you're hiring people, what are you what are you filtering with, or what are you looking for? Like, what when you find somebody that's really successful? Well, do you have a? Honestly, the there's so many restaurants. At first, it was really finding those gems, but now it's just like building those gems. Mm. Um, because, Turning somebody into yes, a good employee. Because, and I have a really good judge of character by just looking in, at you and talking and just hearing what you have to say, and I listen to every single word. Um, and I can tell when someone's probably not going to make it, you know? Um, yep. When you feed yep. 3,000 people a day, you can't, I don't have time, even though we do a lot of mentorship and internship, externship uh, with, with high school students, and, um, but they're not my, the team that needs to put out all this food. You can't um, suffer fools. No, yeah. and, and so there's sometimes where I find my, I'm actually softer now because <laughs> I'm harder, I'm, but I'm softer to my employees because I can teach them what mm. where my standards are, you know, um, because they're not there <laughs> most of the time, you know, um, and it's hard right now with uh, especially millennials. Like, sorry, but it's it's they're it's really a struggle. So I usually hire the older people huh. um, because. Um, the millennials are, they come in and there's lots of excuses and, you know, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty sad. I'm worried about my child's, you know, my seven-year-old. Oh, your seven-year-old's going to be fine. <laughs> your seven-year-old's not She's a millennial. She's going to be great. Yeah, different but, generation. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, it's, it's, um, there's lots of entitlement, um, and, uh, lots of turnover in the, in the food industry. But the ones I do, um, have, that have been with me, um, I'm incredibly grateful, um, and uh, it's every day. It's a it's a new new problem or a new you know. Uh, how do we get out of this? How are we going to do this? What are we going to do? Oh, this this corporate company wants us to feed five thousand people every Wednesday. <laughs> Let's look. Can we do this? <laughs> you know, like sure. That scale of of trying to figure out how to how to navigate something in those pe those kind of peaks where it's like we're mm -hmm. going to be down for here, but then we've got to be up. Yes, and well, really up, like not just. We we don't we're waiting for the down peaks. Oh okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's really about how much growth can we do in this one kitchen, you Without know. Without overextending yes. you. Yes. As as a as a Correct. owner and, and parent. Yes. Um but I'm really like I said fortunate to have uh these uh corporate clients uh partnerships that really allow us to to financially build ourselves. Consistency. Um, yeah, yeah. I, my favorite is the fine dining, the high profile dinners and the you know, fancy, you know, food on how a How do plate. you make how do you make a buffet nice? Yeah, really? it's it's uh, you you I've you, been to so many buffets and I you know, you're just kind of like, oh, 
gray chicken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, Real we have our tricks. Yeah. And, and there are tricks. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it's, it is hard to make food in a hotel pan look nice, <laughs> right. but we do it. And yeah. I'm really proud of what we do. And um, my, my clients are very happy. And um, I were the only um, mom and pop um, caterer that has a LinkedIn account. You know, mm-hmm. um, uh, nobody, it's usually a large corporate, you know, catering company like Bon Appetit Management. Um, we manage the account and we provide the food. Do you think that was employee driven? Do you think that the employees came back to them and said, why can't we have food like Food Liaison? Why can't this be what's happening on campus? Well, I started before LinkedIn um, was LinkedIn and CARP. It was Linda.com. Linda. Mm-hmm. And I was just introduced to, to her to, she wanted me to feed her old campus. Mm-hmm. So when they bought, LinkedIn bought Lynda.com, I... They inherited ha- you? Well, no, I almost lost that contract. Um, uh, a couple, most of the people, they didn't want to be connected to Linda mm. in a, such a, a sensitive way because there were a lot of people who, who, who it was sad. It was sad. The, sure. Linda was such an epic part of Linda.com. Yep. And so it was, I almost didn't, I, there was a big meeting. Well, I put myself out there, met the, the food Houdini of LinkedIn, multiple meetings, tasted my food, saw what my standards are, saw my passion, and we fought for it, and we got it. And we're still, after now, they're Microsoft. Um, LinkedIn got bought by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. We've gone through three transitions, and we continue to, to and, and tomorrow I may lose that. You know, you never know. Um, but You've got the record. Got the <laughs> but record I'm really proud yeah. of, of what we do, especially since we're the only mom and pop now that, that can, can say that they service, you know, such a high profile See, I'm going to come back to you on that that continuing education mm-hmm. piece because one of the things I've learned it's a it's a lifelong learning mm-hmm. process. Mm-hmm. We we put ourselves into situations where we have no idea no. Uh, what we're doing. I constantly ask myself, what gives me permission to do what I'm doing today? And it's because I've got a willingness to learn and to, yeah. and to take on new challenges. So do you have a, a continuing education strategy? And, I, and the reason I ask specifically is because the people that are listening are wondering how, as busy entrepreneurs, growing businesses, how do we not work in the business, but mm-hmm. work on the business? Mm-hmm. Well, working on the business is always a struggle. Um, there are always crises every day. So how do you... How do you make the time and make it make it a priority to work on the business? And uh, I have the great fortune to watch my husband mm-hmm. um, make that time. Yeah. But uh, my continued education strategy is um, not formal. Um, it's very simple. I I'm very curious about just about everything. So if uh, something catches my my eye, I want to learn everything I can about it and. Uh, and um, there are things that come up every day with people or with inventory, with, um, with logistics or anything else that uh, uh, I want to learn about. And I go and find out. Um, luckily, we have the Internet. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Well, I was, yeah, do you because you you're running this 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 international operation, essentially, like is um, I guess th- th- it, it kind of that, that, that idea of like, it could only happen now. You could only do that now. Yes, right? absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. I was thinking about this the other day driving. We were going someplace where we have never been. We had the GPS. We had 20 years ago, we wouldn't go there because right. we wouldn't, this thing wouldn't exist. And yeah. be, anyway, we wouldn't have the money to go do it. So yeah, yeah. It all feeds on, on itself. Gross. W- what's fan? You know, I, I love this when there's something I don't know, uh, which is uh, every day there's something new I don't know. <laughs> Um, I my automatic thing is I go to the Google and uh, right. I and Google is that a new I don't know that is that something <laughs> you, you can oh, you can Duck you can Google. get it on Amazon I should look it up you, <laughs> should, you should look that up yeah they can mail it to me that'd yes, be great a self addressed stamped envelope oh cool will teach cool. you how to do that yeah. um, I've learned what it's just it's amazing I do not uh, assume that I can't find the answer in one click. Mm-hmm. It's gotten uh, to where yes. I, I don't care how obscure my question is, I do not for one second mm-hmm. tax 
myself mm -hmm. other than to say, how can I form the question in a mm -hmm. way that's a natural question? Mm -hmm. And then I'll ask mm -hmm. and th th I get the answer in the first and I'm like, okay, there you go. You know, but the, the, the struggle with that is finding, like I had said earlier about like finding, like finding food liaison in Carpinteria is one of the, I mean, that's finding any small place mm -hmm. that, that is authentic and is like the, the owners know the place and, and all everybody who works there knows all the owners and and when you get done with it you're like oh my that gelato where did that come right. from like how is right. how is this gelato in solving it shouldn't be here yeah. you know like places like you go to solving and you think like oh well I'll have some some donuts or something but you don't you know what I mean like like that's the those are the gyms that we're always looking for and I don't think um, search engines typically are really yeah. great at, at feeding that to Correct. us. That's, that's very true. And this is where local knowledge and local networking mm. comes yeah. into the picture. Just as important as the internet. You know, we found, uh, we, for example, I've met um, Jean-Michel Carré and Gilles-Marie Carré of Chocolats du Calibre Sun mm -hmm. um, 10 years ago There's through Women's Economic Ventures. Yes. And yeah. now we are working together. Uh, I wouldn't have gone to look for them on the, on right, the internet. Right. We are working together because I'm connected to the community. Yeah. Oh. You you said something very quickly through there, the women's economic ventures. Mm -hmm. We've right. uh, we've had Marsha on the mm -hmm. show. We love right. what she's doing. She's and, amazing. and absolutely amazing. Um, we should have her back on the show, Patrick. Mm -hmm. I, I would like to have her on the show every week. I we think see <laughs> there there we go. Um the, so let's I'm gonna feed off of what Patrick had said, where how do we find out about these things? How do we find out about these hidden gems? And one of the um, things that I feel we don't address as entrepreneurs working so hard is marketing and awareness. And I'm curious about that. We, we um, are not really known in our own community as much as we could. So I'm curious, Z, I'm gonna start with you. What do you do in, in that area? What are you doing unique? Um, this is a wonderful question, and it's something we've been discussing for a few years now. Um, with marketing is not what it used to be. Advertising is not what it mm -hmm. used to be. Correct. You cannot buy the amount of attention yep. that you need yep. to thrive. You need to do. You need to create experiences that are worth seeking mm -hmm. out and coming back to, yes. and talking about and telling your friends. That and authenticity. Yes, you have to, exactly. It yeah. has to exactly. be worth the return trip. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it builds. It has all kinds of side benefits. You know, it builds community. It yeah. makes people healthier and happier. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the new thinking about marketing. You've got both of us taking notes. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, th th that, that notion of, um, I, I call it creating memories. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I wanna, I wanna create memories okay. for people, but you're right, it's an experience that they go and talk about right. and they'll right. tell 10 yeah. or 20 friends. And, mm -hmm. and, and now what happens is they'll take a picture of it mm -hmm. and right. post it and tell exactly. a thousand friends, exactly. right? Yes. Exactly. What's your Instagram strategy over here, Miss Photographer? Uh, it is amazing and a, a labor of love. Um, we post every day. Um, uh, in our cafe, we have a special, and it's a true special because it changes every single day. It's not some most cafes or restaurants you go into. It's the same four specials. Thursday. Yeah, this is what you get on Thursday or Sunday. You get the meatloaf, whatever. Ours um, uh, is thought up the morning of or the day before, um, and it's a collaborative effort, um, and it's seasonal, um, but the only way to know what our special is is, is to check our Instagram or our website. Mm. Um, or you can call us, of course, but, um, but since it changes and our soup changes every day, too, um, our desserts, our pastry, every, like, it's just a very custom cafe. Um, we, just like our catering, we don't have a set catering menu. Um, I listen to what the client's needs are, and that person, um, and their budget, and the environment where the food's going to be served. All of it is relative to uh, to the experience, and that experience is where what sets us apart. Because it's important to me. It's not just here's some tri-tip and roasted chicken. You know, here you go. It's what does that person really, really desire in their meal. And, and, and with the social media aspect, we, we post it all every day. Um, sometimes it's at 11 o'clock when we open, <laughs> sometimes it's 11.15, but um, 
it's a good way for people. I mean, that's the community itself has every time I'm walking the streets of Carpinteria, people are, oh, I look at your Instagram every day at 11 o'clock. And mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, that daily edition is what we call our special. Um, that shrimp dish, you need to put that on the menu. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a conversation. Um, it's what people are talking about in their offices when they're at work. Um, it's uh, it's also putting a shout out to the farmers when we're in the farms, checking out what the, what my friends have. You know, it's 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 a catered event for whoever you know um, in a private Montecito house. Um, those little um, aspects tells the story of the food liaison, and so the inst- Instagram, it's an easier format for us to be able to take a beautiful picture fast. Mm. You know, um, so. Uh, they say people eat with their eyes. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, when they I was do. a chef for the Jesuits, I uh, they would say, "What are we having?" I said, "I have no idea. I've not been to the market." Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I have to see what True. the weather is going to be like, mm-hmm. and that's our you know, daily special. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I I totally get that. You know, uh, we have people in forty two countries listening mm-hmm. to the show, and they're probably identifying with the both of you right now. One of the things that's <laughs> that's unique to this area though is our access to really quality food you know farm fresh Mm -hmm. uh, pretty much anything Mm -hmm. our Mm -hmm. farmers market the number three in in the state of california by the way santa barbara farmers market Uh, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's rigged it's the number one it's the number one (laughs) okay okay it's the number one in the country (laughs) yes in the country in the world yeah um I defy anybody to show me about. I was in Dubai uh, five years ago in in one of their big markets, Mm -hmm. and I was just because I love going to food markets, and there was Santa Barbara lettuce. I was like, what? It's $243 a head. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely crazy. Well, Um, I'm really proud what we do, too, on a large scale to try to um, utilize. It's really hard when we are purchasing hundreds of pounds of produce Um, and so we get creative Um, you know it's it's definitely you know text messages with the farmers and a lot of times yeah uh, you know when I get a text from a farmer I feel like I just hit the lottery because (laughs) that person and they're telling me what they have available like what I just going out of their way to, to, to text me a list you know is awesome like to do that to take the time and well, do that when is, their ingredients are going to end up on your plates i mean i think that's got to feel good it right? feels that, great like like that you know there's nothing worse than like putting in a ton and ton of labor and then having the other end yeah. of it be somebody who just doesn't you know yeah, yeah. just lets it die yeah or whatever. yeah as uh, i don't know if you're like this i hate waste mm-hmm. food waste yeah. mm-hmm. because i i think about Everything that went into getting mm-hmm. that bite of yes. food mm-hmm. in front of me, yeah. all the way back to someone planting the seed right. and nurturing mm-hmm. it. And it's like, right. you can't do that. Right. And I, anyway, that's uh, yep. off yep. my soapbox. Uh, <laughs> Z, I want to go back to the, the promoting and partnering. Mm-hmm. Have you found partnering to be a, a big part of your business? Um, yes, of course. Um, partnering, community building. Um, in the gallery, I work with about a hundred artists, and uh, we we are partners. Um, you know, I, I represent them. I sell their work. They depend on me to do my my work so that they can continue to do their craft and their art. Um, same with uh, with uh, the Osolvang Olives and Flavors too. Um, having great relationships, uh, long term great relationships, um, makes it all work. So your clients, where, where uh, Narashi, your clients are all uh, hyper-local, mm-hmm. um, your Z are uh, from around the world. Mm-hmm. Solvang is a very, very famous little right. Danish town just north of us by about an hour. And it's almost, I'm going to guess, 90% tourist business. Is that correct? That would be about right. Um, a lot of the tourists come from California. And I, sure. I consider them semi-local. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. they are there every half a year or every yeah. year at least. Right. Yeah. And so um, uh, are there uh, specific, are there more, are there more people from a p- specific country that come to Solvang or not? Ooh, like yeah. more Asian tourists, more European tourists, 
because I, I notice walking the streets of Santa Barbara because mm -hmm. we have a lot of tourists here. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. hear lots of different languages. Right. Um, it uh, changes throughout the year and throughout the years. Um, we do have uh, many tourists from Asia. Um, we also have tourists from Europe. The European tourists come in the summer, oftentimes, when they have a holiday. It seems funny. To, I, I always think that's so funny to think of, like, a, a German tourist in Solvang. <laughs> because it would have this, you know, like, this weird yes, feel of, like, yes. this Bavarian, right? you know, in the Almost middle of a... mockery. Yeah. Well, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, it is funny. They Sometimes we hear the words Dutch and Finnish. And yeah. No Danish. It's, it's a Danish town. Yeah. <laughs> what advice... Um, Narasha, would you have for someone who's thinking, who loves food as much as you do, and they're thinking, you know, maybe she did it. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that because I'm thinking of the young, yeah. young person now. So I had um, someone actually yesterday come in. I had a meeting with a gentleman. He just called me on my our business line last week and said, "Hey, I, I'm a young entrepreneur. I, I, I have this." opportunity that came into my lap and I would love I love what you guys are doing and I would love to sit down with you um, and so we set up a meeting and I I talked to him in depth for an hour about he's he wants to open up uh, a restaurant in in the Carpinteria area and I gave him a tour and and you know you just have to be very passionate and if you're not passionate and you think you 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 want something and it's going to be easy with the restaurant industry, it's not easy. It's not a passive income. It is not. No. So if you don't have the passion, then you don't do it, you know. But this guy was passionate. He was a farmer. Um, he loved um, – he wants to do a tap room. Um, mm. uh, <laughs> you know, every model's different. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, But it's, it's about passion with food. I think food is um, – is is very emotional um and 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 people sure can can go somewhere with a one bite of food or re be reminded of their grandmother or their trip to italy or whatever um and uh that passion needs to be remin reminiscent in every plate um and sometimes i fail at it you know sometimes it's it's been a hard day and we're just like put Put a cheeseburger out, you know, for the special. It, it happens, you know. But people love cheeseburgers, and if that cheeseburger is so incredible, then then that's what we. That's can, a win. Yeah. yeah. So I think to, for someone who is interested in this um, field, you you definitely have to understand um, the, the work it takes uh, day in and day out. Um, you know the. It's uh, it, especially to do something different. There's so many. You, you can't just open up a restaurant anymore. There's so many. Um, and if you don't do it great, you know, Sherry Villanueva, Villanueva she, what she's doing in, at the Lark and, you know, her newest venture, um, Tiger Tiger, it's just awesome. Like she's changing the game with food and you have to, you have to be a game changer um, or you're just going to, kind of fade away. Uh, well, that's a 98% failure rate in restaurants, yeah. having been in that business for come many, on. many years. It's, yeah, come on, it's, that statement she just made was perfect. It was, it was, <laughs> but to the point is, it's, it's passion. Yeah. People are changing it. People have a different point of view. People who are thinking about it different. It's, it's all of those things is why you you're winning. You have to think outside that's the why, box. That's exactly we, we why you're winning. We did not look at any of well, the way we designed our space, the way we the way we taught our team, the way we laid out our kitchen. It is not like any other kitchen. So give us the name of the website. It is thefoodliaison.com. Liaison is spelled L-I-A-I-S-O-N. And the Instagram? Um, the Food Liaison. Got yes. it. And Z, for you, uh, the question's a little different. It's... You did the first business, then now I'm going to do another business, then I'm going to do another business, then you do another, and, I, and I'm going to guess that there's probably another one bubbling in there. Yeah, maybe. Mm, um, maybe later. Yeah, maybe <laughs> later. Sure. Uh, what's your advice to the entrepreneur who's got one business going and thinking about the next one? What would be the critical question they should ask themselves? 
do they really want to take on double or triple their workload, their stress to take the attention away from their first business and so on? And maybe th they do, and that's great. Um, but it's an important question. Right. It's it is it it is a distraction. Yes. Right. It, it can be. It doesn't have to be. They. Uh, it it can work. Um, but it can stretch a person thing too. Yeah, mm -hmm. it can. And being moms, you're both moms, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Yeah, yes. Oh, I know, I get yeah. that. And how do we find, um, I will put everything in the show notes, but what's the quickest way for people to find your business? Uh, zfolio.com is the website address, zfolio.com, or the Solvang Olive Press.com. And Solvang is spelled S O L. V-A-N-G. And so if they visit there, they can come. You've got retail storefronts, yes. right? Because yes, you won yeah. in the retail category. Mm -hmm. And congratulations Thank again. You. And Narasha in the hospitality category, which is a hotly contested <laughs> category. And congratulations for, uh, for, it's a small footprint, but a huge business. And congratulations on all of that. I was around uh, when you were just getting started, and it's so great to see the success and uh, for both of you. Thank um, you. Thank you so much. Um, I, I also want to um, give the, an opportunity here to, Patrick, let's collectively think about a title for this show because <laughs> we, we have a couple of people. I think mm -hmm. it's something around creating experiences. D yeah. I think that that's where we should go with that because I know our listener is waiting for me to say, mm -hmm. what are we going to call this thing? And it's about creative creating creative experiences that's that's that will that's what we'll call it and uh, I also want to thank California Lutheran University School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner Polestring Press um, if you're interested in starting a show and Patrick yeah people are interested they they find podcasting is a really great way to have a nut yet another connection with the audience yeah and and the opportunity to create a podcast that explains what your business is who you are who the people that are operating inside of your business who your clients might look like uh, these are all interesting voices uh, that lead to us understanding the story of what it is that you're running as a business and a podcast is an amazing way to do that in six parts five parts eight parts uh, where we can really lay down the information permanently about what your show what your what your business is or what your um, venture is uh, come talk to us we will help navigate the murky waters of how to create a podcast a lot of people turn uh, to their nephews or uh, nieces to uh, lead them through this technological uh, innovation that is podcasting uh, but I promise you a good microphone and a, uh, and a little guidance uh, will take you a, a long way so come talk to us and uh, we'll save you the headache we love that if you have an idea for someone who should be on the show um, drop us a note if you want to start your own show drop us a note mark at 805connect.com we appreciate um, all the good words we hear from you and until next time this is mark sylvester your host for 805 conversations mm -hmm.